Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to another edition of Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quartucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. I'm Brad Barrowy. I'm John Quartrucci. <laughs> and I'm Drew Gould. All right, welcome everybody. It's very important we get all those names out there. This is our crew. That's why we did um, five takes. That's right. So five <laughs> takes to get there. Uh, today's film is brought by Wojo and Brad, I guess, both of you, right? Yep. Yeah. You're in the same square. I guess that's how we're doing this. Yep. Let me uh, click, to the, click to the movie Wojo's going to do. Wojo, describe the film you're going to do. Uh, the film I chose is a German film from 1998 called Run, Lola, Run. And just absolutely love this film. Uh, do you want to show the trailer first? You want, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'll show the trailer, then we can, then you can describe it. Give me a second to load up the trailer. The trailer. Oh, the preview. The preview. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so funny. (laughs) So funny. Well, we we both love this film. Um, Why don't you describe it a little bit for us? Okay. Um, This film tells the story of a woman named Lola. Shocking. Um, In the beginning, she receives a phone call from her boyfriend, um, Manny. 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 She says to her that he needs her help. He needs her to get 100,000 marks, I guess it was back then. Um, um, or he's basically going to get killed by the mob because what has happened is he's trying to get into this gang, this mob, and they just hinted this in the beginning. He's probably sold stolen cars or this, whatever it is. Okay. He gets this money. He gets on the subway. He's got a bag of a hundred thousand marks because that's how everyone in movies carries their money around in bags. And he sits down in the subway and for some reason, he forgets the bag when he gets off the subway car. And just before it pulls away, he realizes and he can't go back in. So he knows he's going to be killed if she can't help it. So, and she was supposed to meet him at the drug deal. Exactly. Okay. Right. But her moped gets stolen. But her moped got stolen. and So she couldn't be there. So she couldn't be there. So I, I loved how he was blaming her. You know, this is all your fault. This is all well, your fault. And I thought, yeah, okay, so. Kind of. Okay. She wasn't there, um, but okay. The, but the most intriguing thing about this whole movie. can't hear you, Sean. What? We can't, we can't hear you, Sean. Sean. We'll hear Sean talk in the second version of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you hear me?
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll just dub in whatever you said. Yeah. We'll dub in some German. We'll fix the <laughs> What were you going to say, Sean? Nothing I can't remember. <laughs> okay. All right. So why do we have 30-some subscribers? I just can't imagine we lost why. All of them. I think we just lost 10 of them. Okay. Um, this was directed by Tom Tickbaugh. <clears throat> And it starred Franca Polenta as, as Lola. And she is just phenomenal. But the whole, what makes this story what it is, is you see the same story three times in a row, except you see what happens if she was five minutes late, five minutes early, and right on time. And each ending is different. So in the first ending, she gets killed. In the second ending, Manny gets killed. And in the third ending, well, it's just a happy ending. Um, Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Yeah. It doesn't matter. 1999. What do you expect? But but one of time to watch it. What was so intriguing to both of us and the reason, and again, you know, I miss Cranbrook video because local video stores, this is how we discovered this kind of stuff. And what, what we really liked about it is this is, is, the, is the philosophical part of it, meaning, you know, Brad and I have talked about, um, we didn't meet until college, but we went to brother-sister high schools, and we were both at the same dances a lot, and we'd like to go back and see how close did we come, you know, by passing one another, how close did, you know, um, it reminds me of when you're driving down the road and you see a horrible car crash. And I was really like, say I was ticked off because I was late. Cause I'm never late. I'm always late. Um, and then I'll see a car crash like and Lola. think, geez, what if I, what if I gotten here five, 10 minutes before, you know? So it, why I, I just think it's, I just think it's interesting how it was presented. Um, and I like movies that make me think, and this movie really made me think. This movie did do that. Yeah. Um, well, remember, it came out in 1998, you know, heavy MTV rotation. Mm-hmm. MTV was huge back then, right? So this mm-hmm. thing came out. It's all music. The whole thing is music mm-hmm. and her running a lot, right? So mm-hmm. it got a lot of huge play back then. I thought I had seen this years ago because it's just, mm-hmm. it's been in the, it's been in the, you know, the thing forever. I watched it. And I completely, when she gets shot at first 20 minutes, I had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> and cause I thought she runs the whole movie. That was my whole thing. Cause mm-hmm. I thought I had seen this film because I, like I said, it's just been in my head forever. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. And the idea that, that choices you make sliding door idea that you go one way, this way or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every time she bumps into somebody, the way the director flash flash frames, mm-hmm. what happened to that person she may have. Yeah, into. Wasn't that cool. And their outcome and how their outcome changed for each 20 minute run that she had done. And sometimes it was really good. And sometimes it was horrible. Yeah. That one lady gets arrested for being bad with her kids. And then she wins the lottery in the next one. And, uh, you know, the way they played that and what's that. And then she's like religious in the third one. In the third one, she she gets religion. Um, And I like that whole sliding doors thing that every decision she made. And, you know, these weren't likable human beings. If you think about it, started with a drug deal. Right. What's that? Particularly, the father was very like. Well, he was really, but I'm saying the two, the two that we're rooting for, were kind of bad people. They were doing a drug deal. They end up robbing a, a grocery store together. 
Mm-hmm. Well, right? One time they robbed the grocery store. They only did that. That's one. right. That's right. I keep forgetting. There's three. He robbed three, the bank. There's oh, three I didn't rivers here. It was a drug deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the dollar oh, diamonds. I've seen no, no. this movie like seven thousand. No, I'm sorry. I think oh, it was paid. diamonds. He got I paid with diamonds, diamonds and then. Oh, right, 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 right. And they took it to the guy. And, right, right. But it right. starts okay. right from the beginning when her her moped gets stolen. Now I don't know if you know that, but the last scene that they did, where all the cars get in the accident. Yep. That moped that that hits it and the guy flops on the windshield, that's the guy that stole her moped in the very first scene. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he got his come up. Yeah. So this whole movie is exactly, this whole movie is about how everything wraps together and every decision you make affects all the other decisions in your life and other people's lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but also, which, but also which was like, fascinating. But like real life, it doesn't matter whether you're good or bad or anything. I mean, the woman mm-hmm. who had the stroller who saw an ending where she, like you said, she stole somebody's baby, then she won the lottery, then she became a, a I guess, a Jehovah's Witness uh, type of uh, religious mm-hmm. person. She was kind of unpleasant in the moment that we met her yeah. every time, so it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter whether uh, Lola knows that her father is as awful as he is in different ways. It, it doesn't affect right. her. So to me, it was, that made it more about, you know, it, it's the chance and the choices. It's not that Lola is the good guy trying to help her boyfriend who is a bad criminal. They're just, they're just people and they've made choices. And then there's all these other mm-hmm. things that affect them that have no, they have no control over it, but look how differently it can turn out. Mm-hmm. Like it was the weirdest remake of clue I'd, I'd ever seen, but I really <laughs> thought, it was, I thought it was, it was great. And I haven't watched it in years. And I, I, I kind of thought it would feel really dated with all mm-hmm. the MTV stuff like Ralph mentioned. It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't though. It just, it's, it's its own thing. It really moves and it's really mm-hmm. clever. And it, the way it gives you those quiet moments after the character dies and then they're in bed talking about things and those feel like real conversation. It's just, it, it's mm-hmm. really. Yeah. You, you get, it comes off like that whole with the cartoon at the beginning and, and the music and the, the pounding music that it's going to be cheesy and, and thoughtless, but it wasn't thoughtless at all. In those scenes where they're in bed together, that was really not, those are really nice scenes. Well acted and just, and real, real scenes. Mm-hmm. I and saw a documentary evil. on this and he did that. He added those afterwards because he didn't want the movie to just be her running the whole time. That's why he added that. And the cartoon was added because the st- the spiral staircase, he, he didn't want her it. going down it every time. Right. And possibly oh, get probably dangerous. So that's yeah. why they animated it. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I was I listened to the director's track and they came up with and she's doing the voice when he that music that you're hearing, yeah. he he composed that music and she did the voices in the music, which wow. is supposed to be what's going on in her head as she's running out the building. All the oh, things wow. that she well, they did it as a narration originally, and then she did one part that was sung, and he loved it and brought it back and had to do the whole thing that way. That's what I mean. It all worked. It yeah. all played I think well. I and... heard that. I think that song got some play. Otherwise, too. Yeah, I did. It really, it won something. Uh, I don't know what it won, but it did win something. And also I... the use of reds and yellows. Yeah. Anytime she's in danger, and... everything's red. Every time he's in danger, everything's yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they he really the guy knew what he was doing, and uh, and the red hair thing. And the green pants, the fact that she had red hair and green pants just set her off. You know, she's, you, can, you can recognize her right from the, anywhere she is. Right. She, right. Costume design was great. Um, I just think, when, I think well done. Well, and I, when I looked up some things about the movie, because, you know, we don't know a lot of this stuff. And you, like I said, you got to watch the director's cut. The director was, one of his favorite movies is Hitchcock's Vertigo. So there are two specific things that, um, that he did. And one was he had the spiral staircase a la vertigo, 
Um, and then he had in, in the casino scene at the end where there's that picture of the woman on the wall. Um, he got the production designer. He didn't like that it was a blank wall and said to the production designer, hey, can you paint a picture of Kim Novak from Vertigo? And the production designer couldn't remember how she looked in that. So he said, okay, paint her from the back. So he said, okay. And in 15 minutes, he painted Kim Novak from the back on the wall. And there was a spiral in her hair. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. a huge painting in that wall, yeah. too. He's I got mean, that whole, the whole casino scene was, I mean, there were quirky, like, very German moments, I think, in this film. Just like, have you ever seen uh, Wings of Desire, that one? Yes. Where the, where the angels are whispering. It has that feel, you know, that. where things are going on in their heads, trying to explain what they're doing in the movie. So, Sean, mm-hmm. did um, Roger Ebert uh, review this one? He did. That's what you should ask. I happen to have the Ebert review right Well, here. that's fortuitous. How'd that happen? <laughs> it's so surprising. <laughs> it's almost like pre-production, almost. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're the producer, so. No, and um, director. And, and editor. Creator and owner okay, of the let's site. Go. I don't oh want to go through this Me, every me, time. me, mine, mine. <laughs> the setup. Lola gets a phone call from her boyfriend, Manny. He left a bag containing 100,000 Deutschmarks on the subway. And a bum made away with it. Manny is expected to deliver the money, money at noon to a gangster. If he fails, he will probably be killed. His desperate plan, rob a bank. Lola's desperate plan, find the money somehow. And somewhere in 20 minutes, run, Lola, run. The young direct, the director, a young German named Tom something, throws every trick <laughs> in the book at us. And then the book, and then himself. The opening credits spring a digital surprise as a shot of a crowd turns into an aerial point of view and the crowd spells out the name of the movie. Lola sometimes runs so frantically that mere action cannot convey her energy. The movie switches to animation. There's speed up, instant replay, black and white, whatever. And the story of Lola's 20-minute run is told three times, each time with small differences that affect the outcome and the fate of the characters. And the fate of this film with Roger Ebert? I'm going to say three stars. stars. Three, that's what I thought. Three? Um, Um, yeah, and he, the guy, the director used different cameras, you know, the, the video, he shot video with the father and the girlfriend or whoever she was Didn't with the that baby. that 1998 video look like crap? It looked great. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And all the, like, did you notice in that first scene with the soccer ball mm-hmm. that all the people in the movie were in that scene? Yeah. So as they're sweeping through the crowd, you're getting shots mm-hmm. of a lot of people that are in the movie, yeah. including the, the guy who played the security guard who throws well, the ball Everybody, up. everybody right. is in it. They yeah. Splash. So I assume that he's, I guess he's some famous German comedian or something. The guy playing the bum who finds the money is also a famous German comedian. Um, <laughs> it's hard to tell because you know German comedy. Not funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David Hasselhoff in the movie. Oh, yeah. big, big in yeah. Germany. He's huge. Yeah. He's huge. <laughs> you know, but a good so, German comedy is like Jerry Lewis's The Day the Clown Died. Look that one up. No yeah. one's ever seen it. Yeah. Oh, For good no reason. After he's dead, they might. But I will say that I saw this movie in the theaters. I saw it at the Charles. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Well, I bet that was great to see at the Charles. It was great to see at the Charles. <laughs> I was really knocked out by this movie when I first saw it. Because at that time, I was working mainly advertising. And I think it was part of the film club we saw it. A lot of advertising people. And it, it really was like, I wouldn't say it influenced people, but people wish they could in their commercials and spots, do more stuff like that. And I know 
people made references to the film in my work after that. So it was really, it was really a wild movie, mm-hmm. you know, unlike R- Ralph didn't think it was day. I found it, you know, watching it now a little dated and I'm looking, I was less swept away by the technique and I was concentrating more on the story this time, but um, mm-hmm. well, 1999 but the main thing is that ultimately Lola doesn't resolve the situation. Right. He okay. resolves it. Right. The third run, you know, that's how you tell it's not a Hollywood film because it was a Hollywood <laughs> film. It's run Lola run. She would have to. Except she now has another hundred marks extra that they exactly. didn't Exactly. In a bag. Uh, in the a casino. Bag. The casino scene. A question. I don't want to give away the ending. Okay. I will. But Debbie and I both said the same thing. <laughs> the guy, you know, he'd already been beaten up, man. He'd already been beaten up because he didn't have the right amount of money before. Mm-hmm. But that bum spent at least seventy marks on the bike. You know, on the bike, <laughs> and he bought the guy uh, who had the bike. Let me buy you a drink, and let you know. I said I, that too. I said, "How did he get away with just giving him what was in the bag?" Was, I think I think that might be the normal skim amount. They figured that already. Yeah. Off the top. But Debbie and <laughs> I, it's funny because we both were looking at each other. It's like I thought about that too. And the director said the only sequel he was going to make was about the bum with the gun. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, do a story about the, 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 the guy with the gun now. Um, you know, yeah. when you force a guy to give you back a hundred thousand marks, you don't give him the gun. Yeah, just yeah. that was not a smart move. Oh, the, the bum well, shouldn't have taken it in the first place. I thought so. he get shot in the back when he was running away. Yeah, I, I, I was I, he could have just held him right back up and taken the bet and the money right I back. Know. I know. Modern Germany is apparently a little more polite than you know us rough Americans are used to. Maybe. You know, so it's yeah. also, wow. Maybe because the the Germans seem pretty yes. sane. Oh actually. yeah, no, they got they got it going on over there. Whenever you hear a crazy story about something like some crazy thing happened, it's always Florida or Germany because crazy <laughs> shit happens in both <laughs> places. So. Um, I, you know, when I say dated, yes, obviously you look at that now, and but that was ninety. That was heavy. That was MTV influence. Well, that, that was that state of the art, state of the crazy. Right. So all that spinning camera and all the things he did mm-hmm. were new at the time. Plus, using multi formats, he was using thirty five mm-hmm. millimeter film. He was using video, black and white, throwing the animation in the middle of that thing. It was pretty daring. <laughs> And you guys would appreciate this, well, especially Ralph and Sean. There were over fifteen hundred transitions yeah. in that movie. Uh, everything from you know, and, and the, it, it said that includes everything from um, um, a wipe, a fade out, a this, a that. So it said every. So if you if you measure um, seventy one minutes of the movie, because you know there's the credits and there's this and that, um, they said that that was a new scene a new view every 2.7 seconds. Yeah. That's what started all that crap, by the way. The fact that, yeah, that's what started MTV editing, cutting and whatever. Well, every time they cut to the transitions where people fate, where he showed the fate, that's probably 30 or 40 flashes right there. Yeah. Every time they show the photos, right? Yeah. The spinning around when she's in her room, that's all done. And the scene at the beginning with all the people that spell out the name. That's wheel. Right. That's what that was. They only had in that scene at the beginning, they only had maybe, 300. 300 people. It took them a month to composite that, to get all those people situated and all that. Because so, they couldn't a lot afford of to have 1,000 right. people, budget, which is right. what they, they really the needed. They couldn't afford it. Um, um, and that's a red wig she was wearing. That's not her real hair. I thought. I know. Brad, Brad, Brad was saying. Uh, they said she kept that color throughout the shoot. So They said the wig is now in a museum. I know, but I'm just telling you what it said in the documentary. She never uh, washed her hair. Documentaries. Uh, I don't know why they would say that if it was a wig. I don't know. Yeah. 
Maybe we'll yeah, a wig her. as a backup. Maybe, maybe in, can we get on the podcast? Version, maybe in one version it was a wig, and then in the second version it was her hair. A little run, Lola, run humor for you. <laughs> well, yes, it's. Uh, <laughs> but if you have to, if you have to explain jump. that, then it's not really humor. Yeah. Do you know what we're going to start this well, podcast in, in German. Because she jumped over the guy at the staircase. <laughs> then yeah. Her own hair. The yeah, first 20 she... minutes of this podcast is over, so the good one's going to happen right now. <laughs> yeah, she tumbled down three flights of stairs and got up just grabbing her leg a little bit. I know. <laughs> so I had never seen this movie before. I never saw it. So I didn't know what to expect of it. And uh, uh, it reminded me of a Twilight Zone episode. That's really what it reminded mm. me of. And it was it was frenetic, and I loved the pace of it. It was strange. It was a strange movie. Yeah, you did uh, call me and say, "What I was did. that all about?" I'm like, I don't <laughs> yeah, they died. Now they're coming back. So it's a complete fantasy. But uh, I did I did enjoy it. I liked the pace of it, and the director also wrote all the music. I thought the yeah. music yeah. fit this thing to a T. It really mm-hmm. added to the whole tension of it. The only yeah. thing I didn't like was and i really didn't understand it even though this is a complete fantasy really why when she screamed did all the glass break i, I didn't get that what was the whole oh, point I of that? that i think that's just her power her superpower oh she's the black canary from the dc comics yeah uh, not oh, everybody okay. knows what you're talking okay. about okay, i didn't nerd. not everybody knows what you're talking about but i don't understand. I think she, has she got a superpower it I sounds her like she did was- she could break glass with her voice yeah I didn't like that, but the rest of it, I really liked. <laughs> I didn't. I thought it was stupid. Debbie, uh, Debbie, you want to say something about said, the Is it live or is it Memorax? No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really hated when she was screaming. That irritated me. So it made me hate the movie. Really? <laughs> it made me hate the movie because, you know, when you hear a child doing that, it's so irritating. Right? Well, and it, and it breaks your windows, too. <laughs> I mean, but I was like, I can suspend my disbelief, but I'm like, why is this happening? I don't even, but she could run say, for 20 minutes straight without stopping. That I get. You're fine with Doc that. Martin's by the way. That's not comfortable. Yeah, shoes. Not the most comfortable running shoes. Oh, yeah, that's going to suspend your disbelief. But I, the music, I love the music. I think I have an answer for you about why she screams. I think, I think this whole movie is about desperation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, there's different angles of desperation. It's it's a it's focused on her desperation, and when she gets the most frustrated, she screams. Like when I first saw the movie in the theater twenty some years ago, I was like, "Am I supposed to think that she screamed and that made the roulette ball go into the?" No, I don't think so. I think she just like she is she wants something to happen so badly that that's something that her character does. I don't think it's a black canary type superpower. Cause if you think of it as a superpower, she doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't help anything. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't oh, throw her out of the casino. But it did break glasses. It was pretty cold. It did to later. If I, I saw somebody it, do that in real life, I would think that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, I found it's, it endearing. In my own house and broken our glasses. Well, if but. somebody came here and broke our windows, I'd be pretty ticked. <laughs> I found it quite endearing. Which explains your love life. Well, whatever. But I don't know why we always go there. We don't need to do that. But the other, the other thing that I found interesting was, and if I didn't first see this, but as I thought, as I went back and thought about it, those three instances, she wasn't completely unaware of the other two instances because she she did like for instance that the perfect example is when she first got the first gun in the first scene. She didn't know what the safety was. Right. And the mm-hmm. Manny told her, flick that switch. Right, the next right. scene where she had a gun, 
She flipped the safety. She knew right, right. right. So she yeah. retained something from the first one. Yeah, that was also yeah. with the with the guy who had the heart attack. Mm-hmm. In the second scene, he was standing there, kind of grabbing right. his chest, looking mm-hmm. into the dress. And she caught that. And in the second one, he actually had the heart attack, and she mm-hmm. was there to hold his hand. So I thought, no, that was the last was one, the third one. Third so it wasn't one was three completely separate things. She retained something from it. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I was, I was going to, if I were to watch it again, that's what I would be paying attention to. It's sort of like when you watch The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. And then your dad's yeah. like, well, wait a minute. Did they cheat yeah. at any time? Yeah. And that's what mm-hmm. I was really curious yeah, they about this film. Is they cheated a lot in that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, she, so she learned, so you're saying she learned from each one. Yeah. She retained something. And then, then you also had the Oracle, the blind woman at the phone booth who right. always <laughs> managed to help them one way or the other. And it was supposed right. to be, uh, what is that? That's his uh, mother. That's the director's mother. I know, but, but it's a, it's a, a mythology Oedipus Rex, <laughs> the Oracle. Wow. Answer uh, me this. Oh, why is yeah. it, why is it in movies like this? People are always taking glass across the street. Yeah. Big giant panes of glass. Well, to me, that was almost like a, a a real sort of classic Hitchcock suspense type of reference. Yeah, it's an yeah. everyday thing that's fraught with drama. I mean, somebody running and shooting at you and robbing a bank—that's a movie. But you know, mm-hmm. somebody the, the way they delicately carry the glass. Every I mean, I've seen the movie before, and every time he's going to hit his brakes in that ambulance, I went and held my breath. <laughs> well, yeah, you expect it. You expect yeah, it every time. That's genuinely suspenseful. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's movie, a good point. I took it. Can I say when something? She comes out of the bank. Yes. When she comes out of the bank and they mistake her for. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. That was great. That was great. That's laugh out loud funny in a scene right. that has not been funny. Right. But right. I mean, that's, that's, they wave her, they tackle her, and she looks around. <laughs> oh, I think I'm getting away with this. Yeah, is, that the third, is that the third segment or the oh, second that, segment? That was the second. That's the second that's one. That's the second. Yeah. The second yeah. one. She ro- actually robs her father's bank with the gun that she now knows how to. Use the safety on. Right, so. right. Debbie, okay, what were you going to say? Okay, what I, why I find this movie interesting, philosophically, it explains the multiverse, you know, the uh, explanation for things. And mm-hmm. that, I like to think, you know, I love to think about this sort of thing. And you always wonder, you know, especially, you know, if you have a failed situation, a, a marriage or a relationship, <laughs> You go back and you say, wow, if I would have turned that corner, like you, uh, Michelle, Mm -hmm. you know, you guys met, and Sean and I met at a dance, and here we go. You know, we're 20 years in, and, Mm -hmm. you know. I'm I'm feeling awkward. I think this may have predated multiverse theory. Well, it's 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 funny that you mentioned it, though. Is it multiverse or sliding door theory that... One step, one way or the other. Is that what multiverse it's means? Something like that. It's it's. Well, the, only, the sliding door came it, first. The multiverse part of it is basically that when you know when she steps through the sliding door on the subway, it's not that it's this or that. It's that both exist, and that there I, are there are multiple realities that exist. That's you're talking about sliding doors now. Of it. Right. So based yeah, on decisions made, which, which right. is an interesting way to read what what John I think it was John pointed out that she does retain things. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. To me, one of my favorite kind of movies is the Groundhog Day kind of movie. That is so I right. Love Groundhog Day. I love Happy Death Day. I love Edge of Tomorrow. And this is a this is a, a oh Edge of Tomorrow. Sliding, it's uh, funny. Edge. That's exactly the movie Groundhog I was thinking about. Was Edge of yeah, Tomorrow? We said the same thing. Yeah, it's Groundhog just, Day. But this was uh, it's Groundhog Day all over again. Yeah, <laughs> I see. What and there. with this movie, of, of as opposed to Groundhog Day, the characters were like really 
you know, not very lovely people. They were criminals. They were a drug deal <laughs> and, you know, he became a criminal to help Everybody him. Was she nasty. wasn't a criminal. Well, she knew before no. he went that she, he was no. doing a, a deal. She was supposed right. to get yeah. the money. Yeah. She was working. I mean, Bill, Bill, she and was showing and she had the money. Bill Murray, what? Groundhog Day is Bill Murray is a cad and and right. he can learn how yeah, to he's horrible. Better. Yeah, he can right. learn. Right. He can right. learn. He's not all random. Now, these people, to me, in this movie, depicts like uh, the randomness of multiverse. You know, there's mm-hmm. no purpose to, purpose to an end. Well, it's the age you know, old question. What if like they took a left and molecules the right? In the, That's well, well, what, the well, what gets them through it? What, what makes her so desperate is that she loves him. Right. Yeah. And that's why they kept going back to his quiet scene. Right. Yeah. Playing mm-hmm. the motivation of why she was running to save his life. Right. Yeah, it's right. very simple. Well, and I, I, what you were I, saying, I, Debbie, about, about the multiverse and stuff, every time it's our wedding anniversary, I thank um woman I went to high school with, Stacy, because um she had a graduation party after our senior year. She invited me. She also invited somebody who was a friend of Brad's, this guy Greg. Greg and I met the first day of college. Who come? I'm with my friend Christy. Here come Greg and Brad walking up. If I hadn't met Greg, would I have met Brad? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Because Brad was more, well, you know, he wasn't as talkative as he is today. <laughs> Brad said hi in a voice that was so husky it should have been pulling a dog sled. Being the only, <laughs> being the only one here that's had like, more hey, than one. Well, Ralph, uh, you've been able to talk. You can talk about some of your relationships. How uh, has this- serendipity helped you? Being the only one here that's had multi marriages, there were a lot of doors. There were a lot of doors that should not be taken. I can can attest to that. And and many mistakes are made when you take the wrong door, and some other things open up when those doors close. So that's what this whole movie's about. Have you learned how the safety works, though, Ralph? I I definitely. If I did need money and didn't become a gigolo, I would never have met my wife. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so this movie I, I like those little stuff I did not need to know well, about John. I don't like to talk about it, but every I really enjoyed the little intimate scenes they had between their two death scenes. I really thought those were well written and well acted, and I and I liked what they were saying. And I think I'm deep down just a romantic, and I like the stuff that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And it made their deaths even more, uh, you know, it meant something. And then well, to have them not die at the end, it well, that first one, too. That first one was like was a shock. Whoa, what what the hell? Yeah. yeah, I thought I had seen this movie until that happened. I said, yeah. "Shit, I didn't see." Honestly, this I had I seen. Forgot it. that I she died. Oh my god, she died. So that's a that's a testament to a good film because yeah. it. Uh, if you guys well, are seeing it again I mean, and you still react that way, that's fantastic. Yeah. The movie makes yeah. a lot of interesting choices like that. Like, you know, I, if you think about it, who's the big bad guy in the movie? It's this guy, this gangster, Ronnie. Guy doesn't have a line. He doesn't say anything. Right. Yeah. But he hovers over everything. He's the pushing, the desperation. And then you realize there are other villains, like her father is. Her father's, her father's, a, horrible father's a horrible yeah. person. Well, in number two, he was really bad. Whichever one he said, right. you're not my daughter, I didn't want you. That one, he was a real But kid. in the third yeah. one, you didn't find that one. out. Right, you were the cuckoo egg. But did he get? Did, did he? Do they get killed at the end? Are they dead in that car? Are they? No. I assume the father's dead at the end. I That's what I said. Ever. Father and the other guy. That I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Mr. Meyer. I thought Mr. Meyer. about that when I was watching it, if they were supposed to be dead or not. I don't know. See, that's the other thing. In all three of them, Mr. Meyer has a car accident. Right. And in, and in Lola and Monty's best ending. 
whether he's dead or not, that's clearly the worst ending for Mr. Yeah, Meyer. Right, for him. <laughs> right. Because, and I don't then, know uh, if Mr. Meyer deserved it, but the father... <laughs> Poor Mr. Meyer. And, and then the scene, listen, the ride. <laughs> they stop everything down when she holds the guy's hand that's having a heart attack. Yeah. I, just, uh, yeah, just and that well went done. a different way. I thought he was going to... I thought the heart meter was going to flatline. I thought that's, that's what I thought was happening. Yeah. She calmed him down. I it steady. I was like, oh. Yeah, no, yeah, it's really. So that means she's got some kind of magical. Well, she something can break going on glass with, that. with her scream. Of course, she can heal somebody with her touch. That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> hey, Michelle, I got a question for you. What is the deal with the, the nuns? And were oh. they male at the, on the third one, were they men in those nun costumes? When she yeah, went running through, so. I thought it was all the same people. <laughs> Watch again. Well, it is Germany. It is Germany. Uh, oh Watch again. God. I don't know what what yeah. was the significance of that. Was there any significance? I think it looked cool. Yeah, it did yeah. look cool. It looked like yeah. bowling pins. That's what it looked like. It looked like bowling pins. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. The whole thing is about life and death. So you can use that. You can look at that as a religious symbol. But I mean, it was just. I mean, you know, these kind of movies, if they repeat like that, you you want to have markers. So you know where it is and that you yeah. know when it's different. Mm-hmm. It may be ne- so, the whole point is it meant nothing, maybe. It just was nuns yeah. walking on the street. Well, it's kinda like you had said at the beginning with how her she they made her stand out with the hair and the green. Yeah. Right. It was just it was just one of those things, like you said, it was like a marker that they made so that every time this happened, oh, here come the nuns. You you know mm-hmm. it's not just some mm-hmm. random person. My favorite shot in the movie, there's two of them. There's one they do above above as she's running across a, a patio thing. And that one where she's running and the subway's passing by her and they crane down and she goes under that subway bridge. Just, and and the the subways were yellow. Everything they did was uh, compositionally and color was just spot Mm -hmm. on. They also had patterns. Um, She bet on the number 20. 20 20 minutes per. There in 20 minutes. And each segment was 20 minutes. That kind of stuff in movies I like. Yeah. Just like to find, Mm -hmm. you know, the things like that. All right, well, we should rate this one. Debbie, do you have something you want to say? You were jumping in there. Well, I just want to say, by running into the nuns, I was just thinking about the multiverse and how, you know, I kind of um, reject the multiverse as a philosophy of, Mm -hmm. you know, what is. Um, But I like to think philosophically because, you know, that's what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of us do anyway, but um, I... I do reject uh, the multiverse. You know, I've had very many conversations with uh, atheists with that. And your uncle. And my uncle, who's really hepped up on the uh, multiverse. But it doesn't make any sense because it's all crazy. When you look at the DNA molecule, you know, how perfect it is in its plan and its, you know, destiny to, for okay. each one of us. Uh, to you sweat. I gotta, uh, Deb, so. Deb, you are getting seriously deep here. I mean, oh, seriously gosh. deep. Are you saying, wait a minute, atheist? Believe in multiverse or don't believe in multiverse? No, well, it's an- well, they explain they explain it, uh, you know, non-God through the multiverse. Oh, I see. You know that, I right? Mm. No, I don't. So that's the, I guess that's I do now. Okay, basically, <laughs> yeah. that's their their way out of, you know, decanting the um, DNA molecule and the design, you know, the design and the stuff. So you. they say, oh, everything is random. <laughs> Well, the thing is, there's a lot of movies just about complete randomness. Like it, it, it movies yeah. are random. Things are random. Life is random. Well, really? this is not really random because, as John pointed out, it that to it. because yeah. she's retaining stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, the things that happen are well, random. And everything too, ties right? together, and all the people the tie together. In, yeah. in Jumping the over the car, getting her moped stolen. That's all random stuff that ends up coming together. Random. One, one final question, because I just literally don't remember. 
why doesn't she go to the bank the third time? Is that a learned thing or was there circumstance? I think uh, she saw the casino when that but that truck no, almost no, hit her. No, she no, was no, right across from the, the casino. In front of the casino. So, she, so her fa- father, the father and Meyer were leaving. Yes, right. that's right. The right. father, that's right. Oh, so she just got there late. Her father. Her father. Right. She yeah, should have seen men and his whole car would have exploded. Daddy! Papa, no, Papa, Papa. Papa! I didn't say daddy in German, I'm sorry. Papa! Let me say as to the whole atheism, multiverse, all that kind of stuff, DNA. I think the, the movie is, I mean, I don't think the movie is taking any specific literal stance on, like, I believe in this yeah. philosophy of physics and yeah. like that. But I think that, um, you know, humans, like, as a species, our greatest uh, and, and uh, I think strength and weakness is that we see patterns in things. And so mm-hmm. we, even watching the movie, we see patterns that the characters wouldn't see. Like, she doesn't right. know I ran past mm-hmm. that lady and her stroller three times and she had three different things, but it makes sense to us because, you know, like we've yeah. all said, like, what if I didn't meet that person at that time? Mm-hmm. And my wife yeah, and I went to college in, in Philadelphia. I think uh, we're getting, but, but in her mind, she'd only did it once. didn't meet later until we had a mutual friend that used to work with her. And I worked with him. Uh, well, I think in the movie universe, she only did that once. There's all once. these patterns. But the, the no, other thing I want no, to that's say the thing. She does that because John's right. I know she retained things, but I'm saying in the movie universe, I don't believe that she thought she was doing that three times. I think that happened once in her movie universe. In our film, we watched, yes, we we noticed that she retained things. We saw that she retained things. But in her life. What did the director say? The director must have. He talked about about fate. He talked about. Oh, we have a new guest coming in, everybody. Stand by. Wait, should we give our reviews before we bring no, them on? Let's bring them on, then we'll give the review. Oh, well, okay? let's ask him what here. he thinks. There's Al. Video drone. Are we doing video drone? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's do this. Uh, no, Al, wait. Give us a second, Al, because you jumped in. I brought you in a little early. So let's give our you rating, bastard. starting with John. John, I'll go left to right on my screen. John. Well, um, I, I get a yippee ki but in the multiverse, I'm going to go yippee ki So... <laughs> It could be either one. No, I like this a lot. If you haven't seen it, I would see it. It's 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 a cool watch. Okay, I yeah. say Yippie Kaye, definitely. Sean. Well, Yippie Kaye, but I wasn't as bowled over by it as I was in nineteen ninety nine. Well, you've grown and you've shaped your life has changed. And- yeah, I've grown. Yes. I have my waistline alone. <laughs> Whatever. Drew. <laughs> I mean, I would say definitely Yippie Kaye, but also, you know. You mentioned Wings of Desire and other stuff. This is one of those foreign movies that catapulted everybody into it, into That's Hollywood. True. So Frank yeah. Tente is still working, and Tom Tikva has, has done movies with the Wachowski brothers. And like, there's just so much talent on display here. And I, I'm, mm-hmm. I was really happy that I hadn't seen it in a long time. It still holds up. It's a really good movie in spite of it's still like MTV and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, it was a surprising yeah. choice when, when Wojo picked this one. I'm not going to lie, Wojo. So <laughs> what's your rating, yeah. Wojo and Brad? Oh, yippee ki yay! Yippee ki yay! All right, <laughs> Wait now, Al, Debbie, well, Debbie, Debbie. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Debbie. Hey, uh, Al has seen this movie Debbie. before, so let Debbie it, talk, Al. Well, he he gives it yippee ki yay as well. Oh, oh there you nice. go. <laughs> okay. Yippee All right, Debbie. Debbie. Sorry, I Debbie. Debbie Downer. Here comes Debbie Downer. I feel such <laughs> peer pressure. <laughs> but oh, don't! Are you so kidding me? For the fact that it it just. You know, his mind, it, it really does uh, work on your mind and, and you have to think about it. I'm going to say 
Yippee-ki-yay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing and I want to say. Okay, if you if, say If you yay. haven't seen this movie, to our, to our 20 viewers, if you haven't seen <laughs> the movie, it's a subtitled movie. And if, it, you know, some people don't like that. They don't like to watch them. This movie, it doesn't matter. You, you don't even need to know what they're saying. Plus, there's, there's not that much. I mean, there's dialogue. And to be clear, and to be clear, it's been voted the worst translated movie ever. Oh, yeah. oh, oh really? No, 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 worst dubbed movie ever. It was the American yeah. version that was dubbed was voted the worst right. dubbed movie. You can't watch oh, it like that. Watch it with I the German subtitles. That way. It, it's worse than all the Chinese movies that Harvey Weinstein. Oh, you saw Oh, really? Oh, my God. You saw that version, Drew? Did you see I could the never dubbed watch version? It. I couldn't watch it like I, that. I've seen, the, I've seen the dubbed version. And I mean, the gold standard for me was all these great Hong Kong movies that Harvey Weinstein brought over, cut the crap out of it, yeah, and yeah, made yeah. English dubs, and they're yeah. garbage. This yeah. was so much worse. Okay. Oh, so wow. Much worse. All right. Well, I'm glad we didn't watch that. Yeah. Good job. Now, we brought Al back, because Al's going to have a little special place on our show from now on. Oh, uh, let me let me run uh, let me let me run the little animated title I have. See I'm if I can make now. that happen. <laughs> Uncle oh, Al's, Al's movie pile. Uncle okay. Al's movie pile. All right, Al. So the object here is Al is gonna Al's a big cult movie enthusiast, and he's gonna That's give right. us a little five minute a uh, little five minute demo on a movie he'd like to bring to the table. And today's movie, Al, is. Uh, it is Tammy the T-Rex. I don't oh! know if you can see this. <laughs> Denise Richards. Yeah. That's right. Oh, and, my God. And a young Paul Walker. And we, uh, Bernie from Weekend of Bernie's. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> I about that. I saw this movie. That's yeah. right. I've seen this as well, I have to admit. I have um, Should I show a clip or do you want to describe it first? No, I, I'm going to – Uncle Al is neurotic, so I wrote some stuff. So I'm going to okay. read that first and then we can All right, go Al. to the uh, – this makes this, this makes it scintillating television, just so you know. That's right. <laughs> Watching a guy read. But it's a podcast. I'm sorry. It's a podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> So uh, today from my movie pile, I pulled 1994's million dollar, best million-dollar dinosaur film, Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> in the great Hollywood tradition of sci-fi brain transplants like RoboCop 2 and The Simpsons Treehouse of Terror 2, Tammy and the T-Rex follows the budding high school romance between Michael, played by Paul Walker, and Tammy, played by Denise Richards. But only if young puppy love were so simple. Tammy's ex-boyfriend, Billy, and the evil mad scientist, Dr. Wallenstein, are hell-bent in their own ways to prevent them from being together. For example, Billy kidnaps Michael and takes him to an animal park somewhere in L.A. where he is viciously mauled by a real lion, not a CGI lion, but a real one. I guess they had budget for a handler. <laughs> and then you have Dr. Wallenstein, Terry Kaiser, Weekend at Bernie. Played by Weekend at Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. And uh, he kidnaps Michael's comatose body and gruesomely transplants his brain into a kick-ass animatronic T-Rex, which only he, he, his object is to control this thing and I guess use it as a weapon of some sort. <laughs> naturally, naturally, Michael wakes up and he begins to exact his revenge on those that separated him from Tammy. Now, the best part of this movie for me, as I'm a bit of a gore hound, we have, the, and I have to say, this this was released as, I think, a PG-13 edit in the theaters when it came out, but there was real, it was really intended as an R-rated film, so they had cut out all the gore. So uh, this release from Vinegar Syndrome, 
which they released in 4K Dolby Vision, little, by the way. Raise it up. Raise Thank it up. You. Thank you. With a lenticular but, cover. Right. Um, they brought all the gore back. So we have crushing. We have evisceration. We have decapitation. And the best... And, and this really gets bonus points for me because there is a scene that reminds me of... If you've ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit when uh, Christopher Lloyd gets crushed by the uh, the steamroller, there's a scene that reminds me of that. And it also reminds me of fruit roll-ups. So <laughs> if that lets you know, then you can picture that in your head. <laughs> so subsequently, naturally, Michael is pursued by law enforcement and Dr. Wallenstein throughout the rest of the film, which inevitably leads to a King Kong moment where Michael is got gunned down. However, Tammy has the know-how and the resources somehow to actually re-extract his brain and attach it to a camcorder appendage where she uh, gets him off at the end of the movie. She actually watches him do a dance. It's quite a lovely Denise Richards dance, actually. She pours uh, gin into his brain and gets in lingerie and dances around. (laughs) This is right up your alley. Yes, exactly. Now, is is that all your copy or is there more? Uh, no, we can uh, roll into the clip. That's no, I just want to say one thing. I yeah. think the director, the genesis of this film was he found a t- T-Rex prop. puppet or something, a prop, yeah. big giant prop, <laughs> and said, I'm going to make a movie around this one prop. That's yeah, there, there's a guy, he got contacted by a guy in South America who said he was going to ship it to Texas, and he wanted to make a movie with it. So, and this is what he made. So, and this and is what he made. T-Rex and we'll they, see in this, they, in wrote this. The, they wrote the story in a week. Which, you know, watching the movie isn't that surprising. Wait, the way you describe it, I can't even believe that. That it took a week. To, did, just Roger Ebert, write, that's a film. did Roger Ebert review this one? Probably not. He should have. He would probably give it thumbs up. I bet he would love this movie. All right, I'm going to show the clip. I can't accept it. Why not? Because you know exactly why not. Tell me, you can't live the rest of your life being scared of somebody. Oh, yes, you see... Everything controls and moves something else, like this watch. <laughs> ah, see, that's good, that's good. Oh, no, wait, wait, this one's my favorite right here. Watch this one, watch this. <laughs> watch. <laughs> I like to fool around like that. Huh? Michael. Michael Brain. Michael. Brain. <laughs> Talk about sliding doors. Oh <laughs> That's uh, molecular oh, DNA right there. So, That's how are you going to rate this, Al? How do you, how is what's your rating your rating system for your cult films? Uh, for, this is a five out of five on the pile. Five out of five what? Uh, <laughs> five out of five what? Yeah, what I don't know. Have? I haven't figured that one out yet. Don't Thanks, Ralph. Okay, don't. It's new. It's new. Yeah. All right. Nice job. Wow. Let's give it up for Al. That was awesome. I just want. I also wanted to uh, quickly add that. Um, well, there's more. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just just a little more. Uh, so I think for me, the reason why I like this is because of De- like Denise Richards really plays it straight against the dinosaur, <laughs> and it makes it really silly. But it's a- she actually does a really good job acting against this. Thing. How old was she when she did this? Do you know? Early twenties, maybe. Yeah, this yeah. is very early. You look so Paul in Walker her in her like filmography. Yeah. Paul Walker looked like a little kid. Yeah, yeah. is this his first lines? 
But yeah, I, would, I would like to. I'd like to say something also. First of all, um, Al, I'm I'm Drew. Nice to meet you. How's it going? Um, the <laughs> image behind you. Is, yes. Uh, and I enjoy taming the T Rex. I've heard that new release is great, but the image behind you has taken me back to being 14 years old in my. Uh, That's right. My that, is, that is totally intended to be that way. Hoping, yeah. hoping that there's a nipple in there somewhere. A boob, a boob shot. Yeah. HBL scramble. HBL scramble. Yeah, yeah of course. Oh, Looking just, for boob. It's just wonderful. So what was that you. channel we had here? It was on channel fifty four, and it was a yeah. Super TV. Looking what for boob. It? All right. It was super TV. Hell of a way to end. Yeah. Al, great addition. We appreciate the hard work you put in. Thank you. It's important to end that background. So, are you in some undisclosed bunker? Is that why you're wearing a mask? I'm okay. in my scrambled porn bunker. There you go. All right. Can't wait to see what's next week. Next week, we're doing big movie, Young Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. And I'm not going to lie. We're going to have a lot of other people on the podcast. I got a lot of friends, guys my age, who want to join You friends? In. Well, one's my brother, so my other brother. You're going to meet Actually, my other brother. Actually, he's my brother, too, Ralph. Right. You're going to meet our brother. How does he pronounce the last name? Uh, it's another Quartrucci. Uh, Smith. <laughs> Quatrucky. <laughs> and seriously, if you guys have anybody, this could be the biggest um, podcast we've done. Bring anybody on you want to talk about Young Frankenstein. It could be crazy. It could be fun. Hey, hey Ralph. Yeah. If yes, uh, if I'm in, if Uncle Al is invited back next week, I have a perfect film to go along with that. It's called Frankenhooker by Frank Hennenlauber. <laughs> so, You've just been officially invited. Oh, so, well, thank you. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Frankenhooker. I can't wait to see that oh, one. Oh, my God. So there you go, guys. What do you think? So, so what would happen, John, if, um, if somebody wanted to subscribe to this? How would they do that? Oh, it's too late well, now. Funny but... you should ask, Wojo. I would hit the subscribe button, the notification button, and for the love of God, share it. <laughs> <laughs> We still we had pretty good viewership last week. Not as good as the week before, obviously. Oh, I wanted to, it's, oh Lou Diamond Phil. That's what I was a little gonna, buzz going on out there. Yeah. So, but I uh, yeah yeah that's it. So subscribe, please, please. We, we need, need to do that. To Maybe the everyone of the who's bought a copy of my book Chapel Street will subscribe. That wasn't a plug. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, it was two people. <laughs> plug. That came out of nowhere. Plug. Um, all right. Well, until next week, um, have a great week. Everybody stay safe, and we'll see you in Transylvania. Hey, nice pick, Wojo. Thanks. Yeah, good job. Yeah, better Surprising, than but good. Seriously. <laughs> Way better. Al, welcome aboard. Yeah, Al. Welcome. Thank you. I, I'm, right, I'm just keeping it level. That's all. That's, we, we, well, actually, the camera's not level, but that's cool. It's not supposed all right, to be. All right, Ralphie. Ralphie, boy. I'm directing. Wait, let me go. To the, like, before we leave, let me just go to my third camera that I haven't shown you. Oh, God. You never even switched. Well, I Wait, switched to this camera. one. I did that one. There you go. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Everyone Wait. have a great All weekend. Right, guys. See you next week. Right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.